You're listening to Grant's Rants. Subscribe and spread the word. There are a lot more rants to come. Listen anytime on all major podcasting platforms. And now, back to the show. And we're back on the podcast. I'm joined by my friend, Chloe Rees. Welcome back. Hi, everybody. Hi, Grant. Are you ready to talk about Brittany? There's a lot to say. I am. Absolutely. We're in the free Brittany era, post era. And wow, there's still a lot developing and happening because Brittany finally has her damn voice to be able to say what she wants to say. And the notes app is burning up. Yeah, it's interesting. We haven't chatted uh, on the pod since uh, Brittany got a partial freedom. And yeah, so that's that's awesome to check in and all the well the many happenings this week uh, around Britney and the Spears family. Let's start with Jamie Lynn Spears. She put out a book. um, There's been nothing but horrible press around it. No one asked for this book. Nobody cares about this book. And it just makes me question why. Why is she putting out a book talking about her sister? What is the point of this? And what is the timing around this? Brittany has been trending worldwide, not Jamie Lynn. So it only tells me that someone is riding the wave of popularity and in a big way. Why? Who would give Jamie Lynn a publishing deal? Like, I just don't like she has like for, for what? Well, she's Brittany's sister. So probably in with the idea that she might have something interesting to say about her sister, probably right. isn't about, you know, finding out the philosophy of uh, Jamie Lynn's life or, you know, the her <laughs> learning the only, more about her. The original title of the book was I Must Confess, Yikes. which is a take on Britney's lyrics and maybe one more time. So like the whole thing is really ugly to me, the timing and I believe that Lou Taylor has some type of a partnership with GMA. GMA, we saw Brittany had circus stuff there. Um, Daddy loves her. The the attorneys were running to GMA to do media matters. Um, Now they have this GMA interview with Jamie Lynn. And that was Lou Taylor's house, right? Did you catch that? Yeah, I saw that on social media. Um, interview is held at Lou Taylor's house, not even Jamie Lynn's house. So it shows how like tight they are. They, they are very tight from, yeah, it, it appears. Well, she's still her manager too. Now to me, this was the wrong platform. I think maybe if Jamie Lynn went over to the gutter called the view and did an interview over there, that would be more appropriate, but an exclusive GMA and Nightline sit down like it's just this doesn't warrant that in my point of view like who's the audience for this book and like they're doing this interview it's basically 80% about Britney and it's not even with Britney so why is this an ABC News exclusive this seems like the wrong place for this yeah it's it's I, I have the same questions you do, Grant. Honestly, I can't imagine that maybe the 10,000 still existing fans of Zoe one-on-one were enough to warrant a, a book about Jamie Lynn that doesn't speak about Brittany. Um, I don't know who Jamie Lynn's, who, who might be a fan of Jamie Lynn, who is not a fan of Brittany. Uh, I, yeah, that must be a very small audience. Well, I want to get your take on the interview. My take is I saw someone with no empathy, 
someone who played the victim card as often as possible. And while they were not doing that in between, they were playing ignorant. They were playing the ignorant card that they were either too young or too busy or too pregnant to understand for the last 13 years that they were, in my point of view, enabling abuse. I, I just, I can't put it any other way. This is my take. This is my opinion. But at no point, like, we have we educated ourselves. I've talked about it for many, many months on this podcast. I don't claim to know all the facts, but I know what a conservatorship is and what conservatorship mm-hmm. abuse is. So at no point did this woman say that she could, maybe was a little curious what the dynamic was. She knew enough, though, to sign the paperwork, though, to, in- to inherit the estate should Britney pass. She knew enough what that was all about, though, despite lying in the interview, saying she had nothing to gain from this. Go ahead. Sorry, I could go off. Go ahead. Oh, no, I just I think, you know, you can't play smart and stupid at the same time, which True. is what she's doing here. And, you know, it does. I believe in the interview, she claimed that she didn't know what a conservatorship was, but she she was pregnant. And then today she knows as much or as little as as at the time, which, you know, it's just like, OK, you didn't want to take the time to maybe look you know, when this is all over the media everywhere to maybe just understand what a, what a conservatorship was. And then I think she also addressed uh, the fact that she was a, um, a signee or a, a name on, on the, the financial aspect of the conservatorship or mentioned that that was a misunderstanding, but the it was worded thing. very, yeah, the tr- yeah. it was worded very strangely. Like it, it was a misunderstanding or might have been, but you know, her name is on it. So, you know, if, whether she knew, or I would assume you would know if your name is on a trust that represents a lot of money. So my takeaway from this interview was that she's either straight up lying, like with no, no concern for the truth, or that she has been twisted by, again, my opinion, Lou Taylor or her father. I think someone's in her ear because she is claiming to be very ignorant about the stuff that like, we know what was going on. Like we we're for the most part, and we're not even like within communication to Brittany. So it's just, there were a lot of inconsistencies on both parts. And I'm going to get into that, but like, to me, she, I think she really does believe what she's selling. And it seems really like off to me. You have to watch the interview if you haven't already Again, yes, I'm a blind Britney supporter, but I want to get into like I want to get into that a little bit more. But at the same time, like this interview was just such a bad look. Everything she's been putting out there, all the press, everything she's putting on social media, it's just burying her. I don't see how anyone could be sympathetic to Jamie Lynn. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm a lifelong Britney fan, so I'll always be Team Brit. Um, and you know, I've always found Jamie Lynn's social media presence to be unbearable and just Mm. her whole brand unbearable. So I'm not (laughs) really going into this with a ton of sympathy for Jamie Lynn. Um, You know, I've always hated her. just like, yeah, her, her filters, her just trying so hard. Um, Trying very, 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 you know, I guess it was just really hard during the whole very big free Britney movement to watch her just going along with live posting her, her promoting her various quote unquote projects and children. And, uh, you know, just going along as life was normal. That just felt like such a bad, tasteless look. And, you know, so 
going into this with not a lot of sympathy for her. However, you know, I don't condone bullying and I don't think, you know, I've many times wanted to post nasty comments on her <laughs> Instagram, but I, uh, you know, I, I didn't, uh, I don't think that's a good vibe either, but you know, it's interesting. I, I try and think about what would I do if I was the sibling of someone extremely famous and amazingly talented and just happened to be their little sister. It's, it's not you show your position. loyalty. Yeah. I show mean- your loyalty. I mean, that's what I would do. And that's why I think she has different people in her ear telling her things because any, what, what sibling would behave that way. And Brittany's basically calling it out in all of these posts. Yeah. Like, this is supposed to be her family and like her and her brother were laughing at Brittany at the gate or something. Again, we don't know, but this Mm -hmm. is what Brittany wrote. It's like, I think that she's got people in her ear that are financially motivated to keep her kind of in this ambiguous place where where this for me, there's nobody telling me anything about like family members. Like I'm a facts person. So um, I don't really respect it either. Again, you can't be ignorant and smart at the same time. So well said. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit more about um, what I want to say here. The notes, the notes apps. This, this, it's, this has been a lot of back and forth. Uh, Brittany called Jamie Lynn scum after being accused of being irate with a knife. And uh, she, you know, Jamie Lynn went on to say that she was scared and fearful about Brittany. These are all points that she knew she was going to get pressed for. It's it's ugly. The whole thing is gross back and forth. Look, I don't know what the truth is. And Brittany could be embellishing. Jimmy Lynn, is, let's just say she could be embellishing. But somewhere in the middle is the truth. And it's really an ugly dynamic because this is playing out the way that it is. And I feel like if half of what Brittany said was an embellishment or a lie, it's still the truth. Part of it is still super, super controversial and and bad. So I don't, I I have no sympathy for Jamie Lynn. I can't even see her side in this. She wasn't there for her sister. She, she was an enabler. In my opinion, she will always be the little sister. She's sitting there in Lou Taylor's house, giving an interview. If that doesn't show you who she's loyal to, I don't know what does. She'll always be a little sister. In my opinion, she's a bully and enabler. Grants, rants. Yeah. I I love that. You say the things that I'm thinking, but haven't said out loud. Um, She, yeah, this was an interesting saga to follow between, you know, Britney's response to Jamie Lynn's response to Britney's response to Jamie Lynn's interview. So I w- it was a lot of a lot of uh, notes apps and a lot of uh, just, you know, things that I don't you know, I feel icky, honestly, reading just because yes. it is so personal and and it's it's just sad, you know, to see a family that is going through things like this. Uh, you know, everything has been kind of in the public forum forever. And, you know, even these, these kinds of, uh, uh, you know, personal relationships as well. 
Uh, but you know, I, I couldn't, I could, yeah, I couldn't stand Jamie's response where I hate to burst my sister's bubble, but my book isn't about her. Like really again with, you know, I must confess you, yeah. you, you were, yeah. So that's then don't write well salacious stories in the book. Don't write salacious stories. Then if you're going to sit down and do an interview and you say, look, I am so happy that my sister has been emancipated. Basically, um, I wish her nothing but the best and and uh, health and happiness. And I want to keep my relationship with her out of the press. It's very important to me that you know we have our own relationship, independent from the public eye. I you know love to talk about my book, but I really have nothing to speak of to my sister right now about. So I speak of. So that should have been it. Instead, with the telling tales, bringing the kids into it. Come on. Even, even what's her face. Brittany even was like, come on, Jamie Lynn. Come on. You know, it's a lot. It's a lot. And it's a really bad look. I, I can't think of a book that had worse press around it. Can you, but you know, if you look at Jamie Lynn's Instagram, she's, I mean, apparently the book is, uh, you know, in some top 25 lists or some people are pre pre-ordering it. So on it's her end, she's using, yeah. It's yeah. not hard to do these days. I, I think they say you only have to sell a couple thousand books to get on that bestseller list. So the New York Times bestseller. So wow. <laughs> let's see. Um, definitely for me, like I'm going out of my way not to, obviously I'm not going to buy the book, but um, I would I wanted to watch her GMA interview, but like not on the official ABC News channel. I just don't want to give the, the numbers and the data or whatever it is to, to support that. I just don't think it's appropriate to give her a voice and not Brittany. And I know they reached out to Brittany, but come on. The, the biggest thing I got out of all these exchanges, and they were, I don't want to say they were juicy because it was actually kind of sad, but the biggest thing I got out of it was um, Brittany says she wishes she would be able to do interviews saying that she's scared of it all. Who could blame her? And, you know, here's a, once again, as Brittany said, another family member doing a book in an interview profiting off of her. And she's too afraid to even, I don't know, sit down with Oprah. I don't know. It's too, it's a shame because she doesn't know who to trust. Yeah. So that was eye opening because I, oh, I've said this and I still want to hear from her and I want to hear her story. I, I, she doesn't owe me anything, but I think that the movement and everything, I, I think she could give a little something, but yeah, she's still scared. And, you know, what do you, what about Brian? I guess I, I have a big question mark for me is, you know, she, Brian is Brittany's brother. I'm not assuming he was, he wasn't there for her either, but I guess, yeah, he's not probably Brittany's not as triggered by him not helping by the fact that he's not, you know, going, writing books about it and going public with his story. But, you know, I guess, yeah there's a question mark there for me. It's like, what, how come Brian gets a, a pass? I guess no, we don't hear yeah, about it. She's had a lot to say about her family. And so I'd like to think that she means all of them yeah. in her posts. And so now there's like a lot of photos that she's posting of her bare behind some topless photos with the little hearts on them. And, you know, I can defend this myself. Yes. It's kooky and strange, it is it's Britney bitch like it's just I don't know what to say that's that's Britney but at the same time like she's regaining her body from her father she is finding her own sexuality again um she's owning her body for the first time in 13 years and there's got to be an element of this just horrifying her family and her just being like this is the middle finger to you guys 
here it is. So I think she's, while it's upsetting to see the back and forth, I think she's kind of feeling empowered. I think yeah. she's being empowered with calling Jamie out publicly on Twitter, a little bit on Instagram, which I cannot figure out why she's favoring Twitter these days. Uh, it's such a mystery, but I think it's a little bit of an FU. Yeah, I don't think it's too deep. I, I really just think Brittany's the type of person who's like, woke up, I felt cute today. And, you know, I, I lost three pounds maybe, and I'm feeling really, you know, hot in my body. So I'm going to post this and yeah, and I, she looks I, I don't know. Great. Yeah. She looks amazing. And, you know, you know, again, I, I think she's just, they think she's just like, she just posts what she wants and does, you know, how she feels today. And that she's a very sexual yeah. person and, very. and that's good. That's good on her. You know, it's um, no different from any other porn star, bodybuilder, uh, adult person on Instagram flexing for the gram. Like, yeah, I mean, now this is her time to be able to be like, here's what I want to put out in the world where her image was so protected and strangely like engineered that now she's like, yeah, I woke up. I feel hot. I lost like some weight. I I love this picture of my ass. Here it is. Kiss it. Like, I think it's like people are probably shocked because, you know, the way she posts, she isn't, uh, you know, filtering it through 100 filters or, you know, it's not an extremely curated photo that she's done on a True. bed with, you know, it's not like an Erica Jane style sexy pic. Right. It's it's because it's with a dirty like a old iPhone camera that she set up on her, you know, tripod stand in her bathroom with all her stuff on her counter. So I think it's that we're not we're used to seeing celebrities, you know, be very sexual, but from a very, uh, you know, safe and and curated uh, aesthetic way. And it's just that her very, uh, you know, not uh, polished Instagram posts maybe are a little more like, ooh, this feels very intimate. Mm, True. Yeah. I mean, there's some full frontal nudity. I mean, what are you saying? (laughs) But, you know, I just want to hear from her and set the record straight. And if she disappears, she is more than entitled to do so. But she's still teasing this Instagram stuff. She's still in our faces every day. And it's like, what is going on? It, to me, it's just endlessly fascinating. I loved when she when she sang to us a, a couple of weeks ago. That was really the highlight. I loved hearing her her voice. I liked I liked the therapist skit, whatever that was. Oh, that too. Wow. That was amazing. I loved the therapist skit. <laughs> She's wacky, and wouldn't you be if your father owned you for thirteen years? <laughs> so just saying. Yeah, I mean, if your father owned you for thirteen years and you were taken out of school to be on the Mickey Mouse Club and then subsequently worked for twenty years without stopping and you know were never around peers. There's a lot yeah. uh, that probably would shape the person that you are as an adult uh, that bring yeah. them through. I say it again. I agree. Let's transition to the view. <laughs> I don't know how to get out of that and into the view. Uh, there's a. Uh, they're back in virtual production, which I hate. Everyone in squares again. I can't stand it. I, you don't strike me as a, a view, viewer of the View. You don't watch every day. Uh, I used to watch it one point when Elizabeth Hasselback was on the show. Oh, and here's a fun fact days. about a fun fact about me is I I tried out to be on the View in France as a host. Uh, many years ago, uh, I, I lived in France. I grew up in France and I worked in journalism there. And, uh, at one point they were adapting the show for France and I made it through maybe three 
cycles of auditions. Yeah. Wow. I did not know this. <laughs> but that's my, that's my connection to the view. Um, otherwise, yeah, I hear, I kind of hear about uh, the hairstyles, the, you know, the eating on camera, various, oh. <laughs> and mostly yeah. through your, through your social media. So you're my big view, uh, well, hater, I guess. Yeah, definitely a hater since the mid nineties when it began. I mean, there's just something about the show. I've actually peeled back like a little bit of step back, I should say, from how much I've had to watch it because it's just it, it goes beyond hate watching into like, I just don't even want to hear a voice from that show. So like I really have had to stop. The virtual stuff does not help. But to me, I wrote down that the show is continuously unwatchable garbage. Oh, God, I really do not hold back with this show. Um, but the New York Post says that The View has been in talks with a um, conservative podcast host, Liz Wheeler, uh, Megan McCain's top choice. Now, why is Megan McCain still weighing in? I guess she submitted names. This was on a list. But I've never heard of Liz Wheeler. I don't cons- I don't consume cable news at all. Uh, Liz is 32. She used to be a host of OAN, uh, One American News Network, which I hate to even promote. I think they're just the absolute lowest of the low. So it makes sense that she'd try out for The View. And it sounds like another Elizabeth Hasselbeck bot, right? Her name is Liz. Mm-hmm. She's there to promote the other side in any way she can. Um I don't know if I see this ending well, if this should go through with Liz Wheeler. How how does it sound to you? Well, uh, I'm looking at pictures of her. She looks like the type of person I would assume is a right wing commenter. uh, And uh, I'm surprised that she's 32. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, I mean, yeah, uh, I, I, I guess, um, I see also that Ebony was hosting at some point that that kind yeah. of seemed a little bit more interesting to me just to have someone who might be not your traditional representation of the what the right or red side might be right. but if that was where Ebony K Williams was sitting but uh I don't know this girl just looks like any random Trump Trump <laughs> sorry um when it comes to Ebony, I think she would be the best choice for this because, scare me out, because she would um, come in prepared and actually take this job very seriously. Mm -hmm. Where everybody else, they all have their own producers that prep them and they read off of note cards, like someone who hosts a late night show on Bravo. So it's like very (laughs) similar in that sense. So I like that Ebony would actually like come to the table. She would have a view. I might not agree with it, but she would have a polished and prepared view. I don't know anything about Liz, Liz Wheeler. I don't know anything about her. Uh, Then in this article, this is over on page six, this random line they dropped in, in between all this information about Liz, they said, the dream host is Condoleezza Rice. Now, I have a lot to say about this, but I don't know why, (laughs) for what? I just, I mean, to, to me, it's just like, She's just she represents an older voice. She represents the neocons. She's like uh, she's from the Bush era. Like, why is she the dream? That's a good question. Uh, it <laughs> seems like a very strange choice. And I mean, I don't really think of her as being a TV personality. Uh, has she ho- hosted talk shows or? They did put her in earlier in the season on The View, oh. I believe. She spoke about the passing of Colin Powell. Yes, she. I mean, she's, she's a, a legit 
person. She so, is. Yeah. <laughs> She's legit, but too legit for the view. Yes. I mean, you know, they talk about like January 6th, then they go and talk about, you know, uh, men's underwear and stuff like that. I mean, it's just like, don't waste your time. And I also would love to hear from a younger voice. And I just think that she represents like a different kind of Republican that is just not going to, it's just not going to be the voice of where the Republicans are today. I don't know. I, I don't even know if we need to hear from that voice, but maybe we do because it is a news program because they put it under the news umbrella. Now, with this girl, Liz, I say test her out. I don't think they're going to do so because they said that she is unvaccinated. So that's, you know, uh, a nail in her coffin. But now that they're doing this virtually, throw yeah. her in, call her up. Anyway, I think that. Uh, it's a mess over there. The executive producer, Brian Tata, who I have absolutely very little respect for, is labeled as a people pleaser. And uh, they said the, pa- the panel runs right over him. So that means that whoever is going to be filling this chair, Joy and Whoopi are casting. Let's just be real. So I don't think Liz stands a chance. I think this was just a clickbait article now that I'm really reflecting on it with mm. you. But I know they said that she's been in talks with the view since September, but if she's unvaccinated and the policy is they must be vaccinated. I know that is the policy at ABC. It's not even worth having a discussion then. She's not going to get vaccinated to do that show. Oh, I mean, maybe she should. Yeah. Will she? I don't know. Chloe, thanks for coming on. This was a good time. Oh, it's been amazing. Thanks, Grant. Well, we'll have to continue to follow what's going on on Britney's Instagram. I mean, at any point. Absolutely. Yeah, I don't doubt there won't be more things to cover in the future. Oh, my God. Between the Twitter now and the Instagram, when something comes up, I literally stop everything that I'm doing. Everything goes on mute. And I'm like, okay, what is this now? It's a lot. It's like being on call. (laughs) 100%. Yeah. All right. Well, great to have you on. Love to see you. Amazing. Always great to talk to you, Grant. Um, Have an amazing week. Thank you. You too. And (laughs) you guys too. Thanks for so much for listening. I know that uh, the shows are far and few between these days. I'm launching a new show for HBO. It's called The Gilded Age, or should I say The Official Gilded Age Podcast. And uh, there's a little wink at the top, but I am um, excited for you guys to hear it. I'm producing it and I just want to shout it out. It's a, it's a good watch, so check it out. But that's been taking up all my time. So I'm glad to have this time with you now on Grants Rants. And as always, we'll be back with more rants. My thanks to Chloe. See you soon. This has been Grants Rants. Follow Grants on Twitter and Instagram at It's Grants Rants. Cover art created by Howie Rone. Original theme music by Alexander Artson. The Grant Michael Collection. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.